So thank you everyone for watching. My name is Wayne Phillips and I'm part of the Student Social Work Hub. Today I've got an amazing guest that I can't wait to introduce you to. Um, her name is Dr. Wahida Shah Kent and she's a lecturer and I'd just like to thank you for taking the time out, uh, Dr. Wahida Shah Kent. So the first question I'm going to ask you is, um, you know, I learned that you very recently achieved your PhD status. So firstly, congratulations. Um, what was your research about and why did you choose the area that you decided on and how do you feel since completing it? Okay, so uh, my research is with the parent carers of black and minority ethnic children who were life limited. Um, in For 13 years I managed a service where I worked with black and minority ethnic disabled children and children who were life limited and worked with their parent carers. And what I found was that they, we, I was working with physical disability, mental health, um, learning disability, a range of issues and, and life-limited children. And the group that was the most socially isolated and excluded uh, and, and, and really was struggling the most, I felt, were the parent carers of life-limited children. I then looked into the research around the area because what I noticed was that the, the, we had all these families of BME children who were disabled or life-limited, and then we had services on the other hand. So families needed support and services were offering support however the two did not seem to meet somehow so as a service we were the bridge and we would put them in contact and when I'd speak to families and ask them if they wanted support they would say yes we do need and want help and support from formal services however when I'd speak to the practitioners and deliverers of formal services they would say that the disconnect or lack of engagement with that group was due to um, religion being a barrier, so BME so families didn't want um, want services. They would blame culture and uh, identify that as a barrier, or they would refer to the over uh, the the um, the overrepresentation or the extra layer of informal support that BME families had. And um, so, however, that wasn't my practice experience. So I looked at the research and I found that the research also, the academic research put forward that these were the barriers, um, religion, culture, ethnicity, and uh, a greater availability of informal support were the, the reasons identified for this lack of engagement with formal services. However, all the voices in the academic discourse were practitioners and academics, but not the voices of the parent carers themselves. So I felt that in the spirit of social work, which is underpinned by principles of social justice, it was important that we had a platform where we could test these theories with these, uh, the, with the parent carers of these children and find out whether this was their experience or not. I went in, Duane, very much with an open mind, thinking religion could be a barrier, culture could be a barrier, informal um, support. There may be a greater availability, which is why they don't need, um, these families aren't accessing formal support. So I went in with a very open mind. I in no way went in looking for racism or, you know, looking for uh, an excuse to sort of criticise practitioners in any way. It was more about going in with an open mind and finding out what was the reality. 
and that that was that was the reason why I did the research so that was my last practitioner job was working with that group of families and I was very keen to involve them in my research so I interviewed 20 parent carers of black and minority ethnic children who were life limited from England and Wales and uh, you know some fascinating um, uh, uh, um, findings as a result of that research. It was very challenging. It was very, very challenging. Personally, as a parent, uh, I found it very difficult listening to some of the stories about the experiences of being a carer of a life-limited child. It was very challenging in terms of trying to access a group who, for various reasons, were, uh, um, you know, perhaps not that easy to to access uh, or willing to participate in research. I'm, I'm really fortunate in that I speak several South Asian languages and because of the terminology and language I'm able to use, which is very medicalised around life-limited children, the parents um, trusted me. They, they trusted me and they welcomed me into their homes and they were willing to share their um, very personal experiences with me. Wow. So when you think about where I came from, I, I went to school in the Midlands, I went to school in Birmingham uh, when I came back at the age of 15 and it was fascinating because we were the only BME family, uh, the only South Asian family in a whole school, you know, we were on the outskirts of uh, Birmingham in a place called Rubri. I don't know if you've heard of it on the, yeah, on the border yeah. near Worcester, so, you know, I, I went to school there and um, we were the only family and there were huge challenges and I remember the first time uh, the the Hansworth riots you know they kicked off and yeah. I didn't know what racism was and I remember uh, seeing a boy walking down the stairs you know in between changing classes and he said to another child he said I'm racist and I didn't know what the word racist meant but the way he said it made me realize I don't think that's good you know and I think that has something to do with me so when I think about all those experiences, where I've come from and where I'm at, you know, I remember in, in schools, um, careers day, a careers officer saying, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I'd, I'd like to be a teacher. And he said, reconsider it. How about being a nursery nurse, you know? And then, uh, and I look at I look at that and I look at, you know, I feel honoured, privileged, grateful to be a, a, a social work lecturer. So I think, you know, it's a long journey. So achieving the PhD, um, it's really, um, it's sort of like, it's really affirming, you know, and it's something to be really proud of because it was a, a long journey. It was a, a difficult journey. There were many, many challenges to overcome. And I just feel like uh, it, it, there's a massive sense of achievement. So it's not about uh, promotion. It's not about pay. It's not about anything like that. It's just about a massive sense of achievement and overcoming um, a, a range of barriers. Wow. And that, that so in terms of kind of uh, theory and approach, um, what what would you say students should be studying and researching right now? I think um, in in social work, we've always talked about anti-racist uh, social work, 
but I think the time is now to move, uh, take a step further and start looking at critical race theory. I think it's a fantastic theory because it not only encourages you to explore um, barriers that are faced by individuals, um, be they uh, individual uh, personalised barriers or institutional barriers, but it also encourages you to look at and explore solutions Okay, so we know we we know there's lots of research out there that shows that there are um, black and minority ethnic groups experience racism. However, we need to go a step further. We need to look at how can we address these issues? How can we include BME um, voices in research? How can we um, uh, give platforms to BME voices um, in research? Because quite often we look at research and we apply that to all groups in society. However, when you look at the research, it's only being done with white groups and that those research findings and those solutions may not be applicable to BME groups and then people say oh this intervention isn't working with this family well that's because that isn't appropriate to that group's culture ethnicity religious or family norms and so on so it's about critical race theory is uh, very empowering I think and it it, it shifts from anti being anti-racist to actually taking action be that in relation to our practice or in relation to research um, yeah so thank you and the third question is um what advice would you give to the next generation of social work students coming into the profession? I would say that um, be a challenge, always challenge, ask questions, be critical and be critical of yourself, your institutions, your, um, you know, your, your practice. Um, do it in a professional way. Do it in an appropriate way because students often say to me that they are afraid of being labelled as trouble causers or, you know, being ostracised or excluded from processes because they've challenged. And I say, well, use legislation, use research evidence, do it appropriately, speak to the correct person in the correct manner, use all these tools, use networks, you know. One of the best things that somebody taught me when I was on the social work course, somebody came in, a, a fantastic lady called Charlotte Williams, who's a professor of social work, I don't know if you've come across her, she was absolutely wonderful and she came in and she talked about anti-oppressive practice and anti-discriminatory practice and she said, on your own, people won't hear you. But if you get together with a few more people, people will have to listen to your challenge. And I, I really took that on board, you know, build networks, um, seek advice, seek support. I'm fortunate to be part of a group called Black and Minority Ethnic Women in Academia Support Network. And, you know, the women there as part of that academic um, a, a, a platform that group are so supportive in terms of you know acknowledging the negative experiences we may have and um, they're also supportive in terms of coming up with solutions resources at any point if I'm stuck I know that I can go to that group and there's a tremendous amount of support and that's a that's across disciplines so it's not limited to social work it's all sorts of disciplines and you soon realize that um, these issues are common to to most 
most institutions and most subjects and disciplines. So, yeah, um, I, I would really encourage people to um, social work students to um, challenge and be critical when you're given a resource. Look at who's saying that. Why? What? 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 Why do you think they're saying that? Ah, right. Okay. Whose interests does that serve? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, those those are that that would be my my advice to social work students you know that's sage advice that's I think it's fantastic and I think with lockdown I think that's something I've seen online is the the connections being built with all the students across the country and I think you I think you've summarized that perfectly um so firstly I'd just like to say thank you for giving me your time um I feel I could talk to you all evening about your experiences <laughs> so you know thank you for giving up your time. Um, if if viewers want to get in touch with us, we are the on Twitter. We're the at Social Work Bohemians, so it's at the SW Bohemians. If you'd like to email us, it's student social workers at outlook.com, and I'm also on Twitter, and it's Dwayne underscore Phillips underscore. Thank you very much, and look forward to seeing you all again. Take care. Bye.